This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. An Irish independent digital subscription doesn't just get you the news. It gets you the best of Ireland's stories all in one place. Whether it's the best of politics, business, sport, entertainment or lifestyle. Get it all for just €4 Euro a month for 12 months when you first subscribe. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish independent. Terms and conditions apply. Cancel any time. This is an Irish independent podcast. On this Indo-Daily Extra, RTE has published most of the Grant Thornton review into Ryan Tuberty's earnings. So what does it say? I'm Siobhan McGuire and joining me is Fionnán Sheehan, Ireland editor of the Irish Independent. Fionnán, RTE have this evening issued their statement and that's in relation to the review carried out by Grant Thornton. What did we learn? Blame it on the DG. That's basically the message from this uh, statement from RTE. Uh, It says crystal clear, no member of the RTE executive board other than the director general, who was D Forbes, had all the necessary information in order to understand that the publicly declared figures of Ryan Tuberty could have been wrong. So they're saying that the only person uh, in the whole of the organisation who knew that the incorrect figures were being provided to the public uh, was D. Forbes. And throughout the report, it, it basically outlines how D. Forbes was directly uh, involved uh, with with the contract. It says that things like the contractual uh, arrangements with Ryan Tuberty were negotiated by the Director General and the then Chief Financial Officer, supported by the RTE solicitor and approved by the Director General. It spends an awful lot of time going through various members uh, of the, the senior management team's understanding uh, of the, the the contract and the obligations therein, and basically seems to say, well, so and so know about knew about this part, and so and so knew about that part, but the only person that knew about all of it uh, was was D D Forbes. It it also basically goes into a scenario where it it says Ryan Tuberty wasn't aware of, of credit notes provided by RTE to to the commercial partner so he wasn't aware of how the, the matter was being being paid for uh, with this this commercial partner and it also basically says an answer to something that nobody an answer to a question nobody was asking uh, and that's in saying that you know Ryan Tuberty didn't didn't do uh, didn't do anything illegal here. Uh, not aware that anybody was was suggesting that there was, and it also says there was no illegality involved in the undeclared payment. So that seems to sum things up. There's a couple of other interesting aspects of it. They're basically saying that they're going through the contract negotiations with Ryan Tubbley's agent. Uh, Noel Kelly, he was looking for a guarantee that RTE would underwrite this aspect of 
a, a commercial partner paying uh, this sum of, of 75 grand to Ryan Tuberty. And so basically the underwriting would mean that if the commercial partner pulled out, that RTE would pay it. Uh, and it says there was substantial pushback from the RTE side, but ultimately we know that they bottled it and that they did uh, un- underwrite it. Uh, there's also a, b- a bit of a, a curiosity in there that after all this, so in in year one, this payment is made to Ryan Tubbery on a cost-neutral basis, where, where basically it's, it's covered, in effect, uh, out of RT's accounts by a, uh, you know, effectively free ads for the commercial partner. Uh, there's then a, a scenario where RTE have to have to stump up uh, the, the cash, and everybody's now familiar with the, the barter account. Uh, and, and it then says that Basically, these events couldn't take place because of COVID, so it didn't really happen until 2022, at which point RTE paid via the barter account for the cost of hosting the commercial sponsors' events in 2022. The actual cost of the event was 30, 31 grand, and we're recording the barter account at a value of 47.5. So RTE are basically painted as pretty astonishingly bad negotiators of, of, of deals who are basically... Uh, they end up paying for everything uh, in in effect. So it doesn't really reflect well upon upon RTE. And also, we're now going to have members of the executive board going in before uh, Aractus committees uh, over the next two days and basically landing on the, the, the defence of Manuel from Faulty Towers. I know nothing. But Fionnan, surely this now poses even further questions. And actually, one thing I'd like you to clarify for us is exactly who was part of compiling this report, because um, I don't think Director General D. Forbes had any part in it. You know, ultimately, it doesn't come back and say anything like, well, actually, this is all a big mistake. I mean, there was basically there was a contract that RTE signed up to. Uh, it, it, there is a, a phrase used at one point where uh, Ryan Tuberty's agent chased uh, was chasing RTE for payment. So there were, the contract was entered into Ryan Tuberty and and his representatives were were basically seeking payment uh, for that on foot of the commercial partner uh, with with withdrawing, uh, and basically RTE ended up paying up. Uh, sums of money uh, in in each in each case. So you know, th- there's no denying those facts, or there's no there's no suggestion that there was something else uh, at play here, other than this was an this was uh, an attempt to pay Ryan Tuberty more money. Um, in addition, or in tandem to this, Fionnan, you have RTE staff quite rightly, uh, very annoyed over what has been uh, going on over the last uh, five, six days. Um, you had some protests today uh, and the RTE campus there in Donnybrook. Yeah, so a couple of hundred staff uh, turned up basically to, to say two things. A, how appalled they were by this situation and also that they, that they wanted answers uh, and that they were quoting their own uh, slogan for for the the national broadcaster, the truth matters, uh, which have been telling us for the last co- couple of years. So they're basically saying, yeah, the reputation is damaged. It's now important that that people uh, are are given the facts here, and that RTE can begin to to restore the the damage to its reputation that has been done uh, by this entire affair. So th- there's clearly a, a distinction between uh, the behaviour of of management. 
uh, and the, the staff who are going about uh, their, their daily duties. My thanks to Fiona and Sheehan for joining me. I'm Siobhan McGuire and this extra episode was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Dave Hanratty with sound by Gavin Hennessy. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.